This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, how do you protect what you've worked so hard to achieve? How do you make sure you're positioned properly to look after yourself, your retirement, and of course your family? I'm Martin Strong, and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we'll get some answers from the folks at Macmillan Estate Planning. They've got lots of great ideas. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Things are getting more expensive. Canada's inflation rate rose to a new 18-year high of 4.4% in September, with higher prices for transportation, shelter, and food contributing the most to the jump in the cost of living. StatsCan said Wednesday that the transportation index, which includes gasoline, rose by more than 9%. And I don't have to tell you, if, you, uh, if you've filled your gas tank up in the last little while, gas prices have ris- risen by almost 33% in the past year. In addition to the cost of a fill-up, a major factor in the cost of transportation is the price of a car, which is also going up pretty fast. The data agency calculates that prices for new cars was up by 7.2% in the past year. The global semiconductor chip shortage, uh, which led to a limited supply, contributed to those high prices of cars. Canada's new proof of vaccination program for domestic and international travel has been unveiled. And it's pretty much the same as the one we've already been using here in BC to get into restaurants and stuff. The new pan-Canadian vaccine passport will be issued through the provinces and territories as they have access to the immunization records. The federal government says it's been working closely with the provinces for some time on how to ensure the system is as easy to access as possible. The card will show your name, your date of birth, as well as which vaccines you've received and when it will use a QR code, which air operators or border agents can scan. And in the upper corner, it will also have a Canadian logo. And as Facebook is reported to be about to change its name, Donald Trump is getting into the social media game. The former U.S. president will launch his own social media app, Truth Social, that he said would stand up to big tech companies such as Twitter and Facebook that have barred him from their platforms. Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms banned Trump from their services after hundreds of his supporters rioted at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. That protest came after a speech by Trump in which he falsely claimed that his November election loss was due to widespread fraud, an assertion that was rejected by multiple courts and state election officials. And this sounds like an episode of Succession, that TV show on HBO, plenty of boardroom drama. Edward Rogers has been removed as chairman of the board at Rogers Communications Incorporated. This comes after reports that Edward Rogers attempted to have the president and chief executive, Joe Natal, ousted. The other members of the board didn't like that idea, and it was blocked by board members, including Edward Rogers' sisters and his own mother according to reports. After this executive power struggle, the board announced it has formed an executive oversight committee to establish clear protocols for interactions between the chair and members of management and said it would undertake a comprehensive corporate governance review. 
And I don't know if you've seen that show Succession on HBO, but it's good. And it's a lot of that kind of boardroom drama between family members kind of backstabbing each other. It's really good. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And still to come, it's all about planning your estate, your future, the future of your family. And we will hear from the folks from Macmillan Estate Planning when we continue right after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and now it's all about planning, not only for your future, but also for the future of your family. With me now are a couple of guys from Macmillan Estate Planning. Macmillan Estate Planning are celebrating 25 years of helping people just like you, a boutique, full-service estate planning firm working with families to design their estate plans, either in person or virtually. They service clients all over the world, focusing not only on the Lower Mainland, but across Canada, the USA, and the United Kingdom. And they've got a a few seminars coming up. The next one is this Wednesday, October 27th, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. And you can uh, go to their website at macmillanestate.com and you can sign up for that one. Uh, as I say, it's coming up this Wednesday, uh, October 27th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. The next one is uh, November 10th. And then there's another one on Wednesday, November 24th. And with me is Jack Lou and Paul Lindsay. Uh, I'll start with you, Jack. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Martin? Very good. And Paul, over there. How are you doing, Paul? I'm very well indeed. It's good to be here, Martin. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, estate planning. Macmillan Estate Planning is the company. You can find them online, macmillanestate.com. And estate planning is one of those things. It's not usually a, a party topic. People are kind of afraid <laughs> to talk about estate planning. Would you say that's true, Paul? Yeah, I, th- I don't think I could have put it any better, really, Martin. I think you're absolutely right to say that. There's a, a certain morbidity about it. People assume that planning your estate is all about, you know, what happens when you die. It, it, it really isn't that. It's about, you know, giving you that opportunity to, to grab hold of your estate so that it can, you know, do what you want it to do whilst you're alive. And yes, of course, you know, people will often want to you know, leave a legacy to their, their families, to charities and things of that nature. But it really isn't as depressing as, uh, you know, as some people think. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. And Jack, what's, what's the first thing you say to people when they bring up the, the concept of estate planning? Maybe they haven't done it yet and they're thinking about doing it. What's the first thing you tell somebody when they're, who, are, who is thinking about estate planning? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Martin. The first thing that I would absolutely tell them uh, to to be clear in their mind is how do they want their assets and family members, you know, the loved ones that they care about, to be protected. Protection against, you know, third third party claim on the assets. You know, uh, protection against, you know, potential uh, third party taking advantage of our loved ones, and certainly, uh, of course, the protection from unnecessary taxation on our estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's jump right in. Uh, we're talking to Jack Lou and Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning. MacmillanEstate.com is the website. And uh, Paul, uh, I, I just read a poll that nearly three quarters of business owners in Canada intend to exit their business by 2028 
which is coming up, and a sizable percentage are looking to retire in the next year because because of COVID and they had to put it off. So what advice do you have for business owners who are on the brink of retirement? What should they be thinking about right now? That's, uh, Martin, that's a really relevant question, um, particularly, you know, in the uh, in, in, in the current climate. Now, we tend to find that the clients in that scenario where they are staring down the barrel of retirement, even, you know, um, a couple of years prior, they are concerned about, well, how do I go about transitioning? Could be a business, could be a farm, a fishery, or of course, a winery to my next generation without getting, well, for want of a better phrase, destroyed by the tax liability. Um, and, and actually, it, it, it's, uh, it's, as I said, it's particularly pertinent at the moment because we have some new legislation on the horizon. And, and I appreciate this. You know, it might not be the, the sexiest of titles, perhaps, but this Bill C-208, okay, right. is the, the new piece of legislation. Um, it's, it's designed to help small business owners transition their business to the next generation in a much more straightforward and more tax efficient manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, you know, as I said, it has the potential to be, be a fantastic estate planning tool. I think the only thing that, that I would say at this point is we are, you know, within the office, we're exercising a little bit of caution here, just whilst, you know, the bill is, 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 is a baby, quite frankly, whilst it's in its infancy, and it's being interpreted by CRA and practitioners. There, there are usually a couple of sort of, you know, uh, inevitable sort of teething issues, but, but it's there, and it's, it's certainly going to be relevant, and that, that's a good thing. Right. So, so it's Bill C-208, and it's a change to the tax law. So, so Jack, uh, I mean, we, we just heard that you guys are a little cautiously optimistic, but this is going to be a good thing for people who are retiring soon. Uh, the spirit of this piece of legislation is positive, uh, as like, like Paul alluded to, you know, for especially small business owners, Canadian farmers, fishers, and, and winemakers who grow grapes, you know, in, their, in the back of their wineries. We see a lot of them uh, in, in British Columbia. Uh, you know, the, the current law uh, or, you know, the section that, that is about to change because of this legislation in the Income Tax Act made it really difficult for children uh, to use a corporation to buy shares of, of those small businesses, you know, family farm and, and fishing corporation from their parents. Uh, but the new rule attempts to level the playing field, so to speak, to kind of alleviate this problem by allowing a sale to the family members uh, or, you know, purchasers from their family uh, of those shares to result in a capital gain and the ability to use the capital gains exemption to reduce the income tax. So, so yes, Martin, to your question, th- this bill in general is a good thing for small business. So it's a good thing for small business, but also it's a reason why you should have a professional helping you out with your estate planning, because I guess there's a lot of ins and outs when there, especially when there's new legislation, hey? 
you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, uh, because of uh, how new it is, and and of course the potential uh, tax consequence, or you know, of the consequence that in, in the tax revenue uh, for the government. So the the Department of Finance is in the process of, of you know adjusting some of the language, uh, uh, you know, in this piece of legislation. So hopefully, uh, the you know uh, the the objective of this uh, legislation still keep uh, is kept in. Con- uh, I mean, intact. But uh, what's important for the business owners is, is that uh, you know they should seek proper tax planning advice or estate planning advice uh, from a from a you know con- consulting firm like us uh, to to just uh, uh, plan for uh, the transition of their business. Yeah, and to avoid things like uh, I'm just seeing here uh, the phrase double taxed. You want to avoid that. Uh, certainly, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're a small business owner and you're you're getting ready to to retire and pass it on, what are what are the first steps that you should take? Uh, Martin, uh, I always uh, you know talk to my my clients or prospective clients about uh, envisioning their their retirements, right? Uh, they should have, uh, uh, you know, a pretty good idea, you know, when they want to retire, how they want to retire. Um, the challenge for small business owners especially is is usually uh, the, the mentality, uh, you know, once they say once you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur for life. So perhaps, uh, you know, having a hard stop, have a deadline by which they have to stop working is, isn't going to work. But there are many opportunities business owners can take advantage even right now as they probably are not ready to retire, but, you know, um, are are thinking about potentially, you know, when to retire and where to retire uh, to save some taxes and to make sure that the transition transition phase uh, occurs uh, as smoothly as possible. Right. We're talking to Jack Liu and Paul Lindsay. They're a couple of estate planners from Macmillan Estate Planning. You can find them online at macmillanestate.com. And uh, Paul, you you guys have some seminars coming up, virtual seminars. I guess you might call them webinars. Uh, There's one coming up on Wednesday at 6.30. What can people expect from these uh, virtual seminars? Well, I mean, I, I suppose straight off the top, Martin, they will have the evening of their lives. I can guarantee them that. But maybe that's maybe that's overpromising, but uh, oh, why not? You know, we will. We 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 cover as a, as a matter of course. You know, uh, a number of of typical estate planning topics. Um, things like tax planning, legal and, and trust planning. Uh, we look at things like business succession, uh, U.S. estate tax issues for, you know, for, for our Canadian clients, asset and investment protection, generational planning, and, and certainly last but by no means least, you know, we look at the sort of use of, of charitable giving as well. Um, you know, as you, as you say, it is, it's, uh, it's in webinar form you know, as things stand, I mean, it's um, like so many things. That's something of a of, of being a, a, a victim of the the pandemic. But you know, that's not to say that you you know you lose any of the the informative aspects. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a it's a good sort of uh, a, a free way to get in and get some some good advice exactly. because I th- I think a lot of people probably um um they might not know exactly. Uh, that they do need estate planning. So what, what 
is is the biggest misconception that you find, uh, Paul, when it comes to what people think estate planning is and what it really is? Um, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions, apart from the one that I, I sort of talked about before, that it's all about dying, I suppose in, in many ways, <laughs> dovetail, it, it does dovetail from that, that, that people assume that, well, you know, I have a will, maybe I have a power of attorney and a representation agreement, that's an estate plan. And it, and it absolutely isn't. There is so much more to it than that. It's about, you know, as, as you know, Jack has been talking about, it's the taxation piece, it's the retirement angle, the, you know, the, the investment strategy to, to, to fund all of these, you know, wonderful things that you want to, to do or, or achieve during retirement. It's, it's just, it, it, it's so much more than just having that, that traditional will that's written on the back of a cereal box or something like that. That's definitely the, the biggest misconception, I would say. And I guess every single instance is different. Every single situation is different. Some people are passing along a business to their children. Some people don't have children. Some people are passing it on to, to somebody outside their family, but they want their, their family to profit from it. So I guess it's really important that you look at every case as an individual case. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that, that's, that's, the, that's the exciting part of the job. I mean, you know, people think it's a little bit weird when you say that, you know, that you're excited by your work, but, it, but it's true. And, and, and the, the variation between the different family dynamics and circumstances and things of that nature, that's, that's, um, that's all, all, you know, sort of par for the course. But as you say, it's, it's essential that, you know, there isn't a, a, a cookie cutter approach. You know, we really need to sit down with each family we work with and get a sense of, you know, where they're at. Yeah. And I, I think it's important that, that, uh, you guys get excited about things like tax laws, because, <laughs> because I think for a lot of people they're, they're, um, sort of intimidated by it, but I love it when I hear somebody who, who is excited about a new bill or a new tax law, because it means that those, those are the people you want on your team, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I like to think that other than that, I'm fairly well adjusted, but yeah, that's, that's quite right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, that's Paul Lindsay, along with Jack Lou. There are a couple of estate planners from Macmillan Estate Planning. And don't forget to go to the website, macmillanestate.com, and you can sign up for one of their seminars coming up. The next one is this Wednesday at 5.30 PM Pacific time, October 27th. Uh, it's a virtual estate planning webinar. They have another one coming up uh, November 10th and then Wednesday, November 24th. All of them are at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we'll have more with the folks from Macmillan Estate Planning when we come back right after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking estate planning with Jack Lou and Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning. You can go to their website, macmillanestate.com, and see what they're all about. You can also sign up for a free seminar. They have one coming up this Wednesday night, October 27th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can get all your, your questions answered. Uh, just go to that website at macmillanestate.com to sign up. And uh, I'm talking to Jack Lou and Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning. And Paul, I'll throw this one to you. We just went through an election. A lot of promises were made. Uh, not that much has really changed. But how do elections and changes of governments and the promises that come during elections, how does that affect the way that we plan our estates. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, as I said, that's, that's a very here and now um, point to make, Martin. And, and like all elections, there are always promises made. There's always posturing before and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, from our, from our perspective, we're looking at, you know, those, those things that, that are being bandied around that are going to have application to us in the world of estate planning. Um, one of the, the, the usual suspects that tends to rear its head around election time is this, this idea of a wealth tax. Now, right. the, the, the idea is that it would lead to the wealthiest in society paying a one-off annual tax based upon their overall net worth. It's, it's on the basis that if you have an estate worth more than 20 million, you will pay a 1% tax, or if it's over 50 million, it'll be 2%. Those, those are certainly the, the parameters that are being proposed. Um, it's it's a, an, an interesting one, though, because I, I know we're not here to debate you know, it in, in any great detail, but on the one hand, people say, well, this sort of tax would be a great thing. I mean, it, it would give federal government the, the, the influx of, of tax, of cash to help, you know, help us recover from the pandemic. But on the flip side, is it going to lead to the, the wealthiest in the country moving their money or their other assets, maybe their businesses, out of Canada, which will have an inevitable impact upon you know, the wider economy? But what I will say is, is based on a, a, a poll by, that was conducted last year by, by a company called Abacus, it seems the vast majority of the country would actually be in favor of the introduction of this sort of tax. Right. Because it sort of seems like something that uh, a politician could get cheers for on the campaign trail because it seems, it seems fair that, but, but what, what does that uncertainty uh, mean for people who are in the middle of, of planning their estate, maybe uh, moving a business or, or, or just winding down their, their business affairs? Yeah, it's, it's uncertainty is the word there, isn't it, Martin? It, it's elections always breed a certain amount of uncertainty and, and, and likewise, you know, as do, as do world events. I mean, if we look at, you know, things like the U.S. election last year, um, something that's fairly close to my heart, the infamous Brexit, you know, both of those things had a knock-on effect on, you know, the stock markets. And, and, you know, sometimes then people start to panic and maybe they're making investment decisions that they wouldn't usually make. And, more often than not, those decisions are usually made to their detriment. Okay, mm-hmm. so so with that in mind, it's, it's our job to, to to sort of focus on on what we term the the safeguarding of clients' assets as a priority, so that you know, irrespective of things like um, you know world events, market forces, all that sort of thing, we're looking at the tools that we have available that can you know allow our clients to protect the estate that they've built. Right. So, so Jack, let's look at some of those tools that you, that you have in your toolbox at Macmillan Estate Planning, which is uh, macmillanestate.com. What kind of strategies can you use to protect assets? So, uh, first, first things first, uh, when, you know, small business, for example, uh, small business owners, uh, think, think about, uh, transitioning their running from running the business to retirement um, there are many opportunities we we, we can uh, you know take advantage of in terms of planning uh you know around uh you know um 
transitioning the, their business to their their next generation without tax consequences. One one of the commonly uh, used and, and very uh, advantageous uh, uh, strategy uh, is estate freeze, uh, which you know um, uh, the, the which means you know we we use the holding company that uh, uh, th- that carries out. A transaction that allows us to swap the the, the shares and you know um, throw the common shares back into the corporation and and uh, take out the preferred shares and along the the you know next couple of decades or next years uh, we can reap the the corporate profitability uh, out, out of those uh, those dividend bearing uh, preferred shares and also as a as a, a, a you know very advantageous retirement strategy we can use the preferred shares and redeem those shares for profit to to live on uh, that's one of the strategies but and and also paul mentioned that because of the uncertainties uh you know in 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 our world in the world that we live in we can always protect our financial assets inside what we call investment trusts where you do or your assets uh do enjoy uh, protective benefits like uh, you know principal guarantees, you know profit freeze as well as the bypass of the infamous probate. Especially in British Columbia, the probate is is quite expensive. So by 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 having the assets bypass the probate, uh, you know we we kind of eliminated that that taxation. Hmm. That sounds like the reason you need Macmillan Estate Planning on your team. Uh, That's Jack Liu. Paul Lindsay are are my guests. Uh, MacmillanEstate.com is the website. You can sign up for a a virtual seminar this Wednesday at 6.30. They've also got one on September 22nd, a Wednesday, and then Wednesday, October 13th. So it's it's a great way, you know, with very little risk to go in get your questions answered and uh, find out how estate planning can save you uh, a lot of, not just money, but a a lot of, a lot of heartache and trouble. And uh, another topic I want to get into with you guys, and Paul, I'll ask you this one uh, with the borders opening up, a lot of people, uh, you know, snowbirds uh, will be excited about the change that they have finally, after like almost two years, will be able to go back into the U.S. Um, do you have some advice for those people when they can finally travel again when it comes to their estate and maybe they have property in the States and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Initially, Martin, I thought you were asking for maybe some practical advice for them, but I mean, from a planning... <laughs> it was a bit specific. <laughs> You know, tourist hotspots and things, but no, I mean, on a on a on a practical level, yeah, absolutely. People are, are, are sort of desperate, I think, to get down south, and that's either for the tourism point or because, you know, they they have real estate, they have recreational properties that they want to go and visit. Um, what I would say is that when we have people come to us and say, you know, we really love spending time in the U.S., we want to buy a home there. What we will, you know, typically guide them towards is the use of a, a, a Canadian resident trust to own that property, and you know the the the, the, the sort of conditions are that that you know usually that home is worth more than three hundred thousand dollars, and the client's ultimate intention is to transfer it to their spouse and you know and or their children when they die. Um, the only thing that I've I've got to sort of reinforce there is that it's really important 
from a you know a sort of uh, taxation point of view on both sides of the border that the trust to own that property in the US is created before the property is acquired that 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 strategy just does not work you know retrospectively okay um right. and you know this this solution generally is about you know sort of mitigating or removing any any liabilities to to estate tax down in the US yeah, because that seems like something that can become very uh, convoluted and uh, and expensive sometimes when it comes to taxes. And it, I think it's worth noting that Macmillan Estate Planning, uh, you are are not just focused on the Lower Mainland, but across Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, and the USA. So you are a, a somewhat international company. Absolutely, absolutely. You're 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 taking the words out of my mouth, Martin. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. that's it. You're truly international is the is the sort of focus. Yeah, and th- and that would be important because I think a lot of people, um, you know, they maybe buy property in the U.S. and uh, it, it. I know people who have lived and worked in the U.S. briefly, and the their tax situation when they're paying income tax in two countries and they're, you know, maybe they own some property there. It's very complicated. And I think that would be one reason you would need Macmillan estate planning on your side. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think all of us have, uh, or many people certainly have estates that are significantly more complicated than perhaps they could have been, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And so, you know, that's really where, where we come in just to, you know, join those dots between not only the, the, the issues themselves, but, but again, as you said, the jurisdictions. Um, right. And, you know, everybody wants to try and sort of give the, the various taxing authorities around the world a little bit less money every year. And, and that's, you know, that's a, an integral part of estate planning. Right. So uh, it's it's Macmillan Estate Planning. We're talking to Jack Lou and Paul Lindsay. And in the uh, few minutes that we have left, let's talk about the seminars. They're virtual seminars. Anybody can just go to your website at MacmillanEstate.com and sign up, right? Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, Martin. That's that's the way that it works, and the the, the logic is is that we will, you know, impart, a f- uh, you know, we'll sort of, I suppose, tease certain certain bits and pieces of information, and and the the idea is is that if, you know, any of your your listeners view the the webinar and think, okay, it would make sense. There are some issues here that have been raised that that um, that have application to me. Well, we'd be you know, delighted to then have a, a complimentary consultation or two just to, you know, learn about their situation a bit more and, and give them some, some initial guidance. Yeah. So, so what kind of people uh, do, you, do you find? Do they range from, you know, really small businesses, individuals to, to, to larger, larger holdings, things like that? Um, I, I, I would say that it, it's a pretty, pretty broad, you know, broad, uh, broad spectrum spectrum martin i mean it, it um yeah. you know it can start at one end from from sort of young up-and-coming entrepreneurs you know right the way through to people who are very much in retirement but they nonetheless have built this you know this legacy this estate that they want to properly plan with um so you know we have as i said we have the the sort of entrepreneurs at one end right through to those in um, being diplomatic, you know, they're, they're sort of advanced years uh, and everything in between. I mean, it, it, you know, th- there is no age barrier here. It's more about just having a legitimate need to plan.
Paul Lindsay and Jack Liu from Macmillan Estate Planning. Thanks, guys. Uh, totally appreciate it. And if you are interested in learning more about your estate and your estate planning, go to their website, macmillanestate.com. They have some seminars coming up that you can register for that are absolutely free, but you just have to go to the website, macmillanestate.com to register. The next one is this Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, October 27th. It's a virtual estate planning webinar. They have a couple more on November 10th. That's a Wednesday and November 24th. That's a Wednesday, all at 5.30 Pacific time. And this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, some big news about Facebook. They're apparently going to change their name. And as they kind of distance themselves, Mark Zuckerberg does at least from social media, it looks like Donald Trump is jumping into the social media game. I've got that story coming up next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And our thanks to Jack and Paul from Macmillan Estate Planning. And if you are wondering about those webinars, macmillanestate.com is the website, macmillanestate.com. You can register for the one coming up this Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, October 27th. And uh, there's another one, November 10th, also 5.30. It's a Wednesday and November 24th at 5.30. But the, the next one is this coming Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Go to macmillanestate.com to register for that. And the big tech consumer news this past week was, of course, the reports that in the next week, Facebook would be announcing a name change, which is hard to believe that anyone would ever be able to call Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, anything other than Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, but it's apparently going to happen. Uh, but that news kind of overshadowed Donald Trump's announcement this past Wednesday that he's getting into the social media game. After a series of uh, fits and starts, Trump announced the formation of Truth Social. It's an effort he insisted, quote, to stand up to the tyranny of big tech, unquote. Posts will be called truths instead of tweets. And Trump said he is excited to soon begin sharing my thoughts on truth social and to fight back against big tech. He's got a thing about big tech. That's a quote. Uh, it might sound like a good business idea, but it's a long shot if you want to compete with Twitter and its 200 million users. Uh, as well, the conservative social space right now is pretty crowded and it's not actually doing that well. Remember Parler? It was supposed to be the new Twitter for conservatives. It launched with a big bang, got a brief surge in downloads in the wake of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol and Twitter's decision to ban Trump because he couldn't be on Twitter, so a lot of people went to Parler. But that app basically disappeared in terms of relevance. According to data from Sensor Tower, Parler downloads went from 517,000 in December to 11,000 in June of this year. And then there's Getter, which is a Twitter clone launched by Trump associate Jason Miller. Within days of launch, hackers were able to take and publish email addresses from 85,000 of its users. And while Truth Social does have something that neither Parler nor Getter had or have, which is, of course, Donald Trump, 
it's still not clear that the conservative social media universe is large enough to support one of these products, much, much less three. And it's important to remember that Donald Trump isn't president anymore. If you look at the number of times he has been mentioned on cable TV in these past few months, the average mentions of Trump were back to the levels seen in November of 2015. And that was before he was president. We weren't talking about Donald Trump that much. It seems like during the time he was president, that's all we talked about. But it looks like it's kind of come back down to earth. And his attempt to publish a uh, presidential blog, a post-presidential blog with grandiose ambitions, ended with a whimper back in June, and it finally shut down for good. And as the New York Times wrote in June, quote, Mr. Trump had become frustrated after hearing from friends that the site was getting little traffic and making him look small and irrelevant, unquote. But either way, Truth Social is expected to roll out in the first three months of 2022. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and you can hear us every Saturday from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. And I want to thank our intrepid producer, Jonathan Chung, for manning the controls. And we will see you back here next Saturday, 2 o'clock, for Vancouver Consumer. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.